we have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. Good evening, folks. You're listening to the Hour of the Time. I'm William Cooper. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans, another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the lines, this is your song. Time, weather, and... Veteran of three foreign wars, entrepreneur, and warrior poet, Tony Arterburn takes on the issues facing our country, civilization, and planet. This is the Arterburn Radio Transmission. Can you die from talking on the phone too much? Am, am I in danger? <laughs> I think I need to look that up. It's... We've been busy, ladies and gentlemen. I've been busy. I should have listed this as an emergency broadcast. Are you paying attention? Did you know that the world's about to change? I've been talking about this for years, ever since I've been back on the air when I restarted my radio show in San Antonio on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, of which we're still broadcasting on today. I asked you then, are you paying attention? And I was talking about the Great Reset in 2019, long before you knew the, the name Anthony Fauci, long before you heard the name Klaus Schwab. There was me in the studio making everyone angry, talking about things that were crazy in San Antonio and broadcasting out on my podcast. And I'm still doing it. And I'm still asking if you're paying attention. There's, there's language happening, ladies and gentlemen. That language is unlike anything we see or have been exposed to before. And you know what I'm talking about. I mean, you go back to the movie 13 Days about the Cuban Missile Crisis with John F. Kennedy. And there's a great scene in there where the guy who plays McNamara, uh, the uh, Secretary of Defense, McNamara is talking to an admiral who fires some star shells across the bow of a Soviet warship that's headed to Cuba. And... <laughs> <laughs> the admiral says, we've been doing this since the days of John Paul Jones. And the, the Secretary of Defense, McNamara, says, you don't understand what this is. This is language. This is a new language. This is President Kennedy communicating with Premier Khrushchev. And I never forgot that. And what you're seeing, like when you see, well, you see the Fed, Jerome Powell comes out, what, a year and a half ago? after the massive, unprecedented, historical money printing by both the Trump and Biden administrations, 80% of all the dollars ever created, let that sink in. So from 1776 to 2021, 22, right? 
And all of a sudden in 2020 to 2022, we make 80% new currency units. Do you know what they said and Jerome Powell said about inflation? He said it was transitory. That means it's just something that will, it will go away. If you know anything about what money is or what currency is, that's a ridiculous statement. He knows it. Anybody in the know knows it. They're lying to you. There is no such thing as transitory inflation. Once that dollar has lost its purchasing power, it's gone. It doesn't come back. That's why I have $20 gold pieces in my safe here from before 1933 that are worth about $21 to $2,200 today. That $20 got uncoupled from real value, and the theft, the taxation, the hidden fees, all the stuff, the, the conspiracy to rob you is inside of that story. So are you paying attention? Because none of this is transitory. <laughs> And when you got Janet Yellen saying that oh, we'll we'll bail out some of these banks when we again you go to Silvergate the the crypto bank did nothing wrong just got shut down cuz it touched crypto. They don't like that the ruling class. They don't like you dealing in something that's outside of their system. They, how dare you have a private token, a decentralized private token that might actually hold some of its value. You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to shut up and wait for the central bank digital currency. So we can make your funds expire. So we can keep you from purchasing certain items. So if you believe in Jesus Christ, or if you believe in the Constitution of the United States of America, you can be left out of the political process. Do you think that this is a joke? Do you think that this isn't coming for if you don't do anything about it, if you don't speak out, if you don't hold your representatives accountable? Do you think that we won't have a central bank satanic digital currency? Because they're doing and they're laying the charges right now due to the controlled demolition of our economy. Are you paying attention? It's really happening. And I'm not being an alarmist. What I'm telling you, you're on the edge of where normal people are about to find out that the dollar has been set for destruction. And by the way, it's an inside job. It's not Xi Jinping's fault. It's not Vladimir Putin's fault. It's not the Indian's fault. It's not the Mexican's fault. It's the fault of the satanic, Luciferian, bankster class that runs this country because they pay for the puppets, the meat puppets that stand in Washington, D.C. and lie to you. There's nothing about this situation that's going to be better. When it comes to our financial system, it's wrecked already. This is not financial advice, by the way. And I don't think everything's doom and gloom. But if you think that you're going to have normalcy bias and you're going <laughs> to outlast this, I don't know what to tell you. We're, we are watching a shift, a historical shift. Did you see what Xi Jinping told Vladimir Putin before the, he left Russia? He said, uh, we were witnessing change that hasn't happened in 100 years. What was that change 100 years ago? Oh, well, if, you, if you're not working for the mainstream media, or if you're not a beloved politician, or if you're somebody like me who actually reads history, then you'll know that was the passing of the financial domination by the British Empire to the Americans. 
See, the British got us into two world wars. Oh, that's a very uncomfortable state. You're not supposed to have that opinion, Tony. <laughs> well, they did. They sucked us into two world wars. And they paid a price for that. Had a gold standard in 1914. Had a, you know, a, a, a thriving economy. They dominated the world. London was, it was not New York. It was London was the sphere of influence. You know, we had the banking houses of the Rothschilds. By the way, they still rule everything here. But you had, London was the focus. It was the, it was the empire of which the sun would never set. And the reason that was is because they had outposts all around the globe on every continent, right? And then you would have, well, maybe not Antarctica. That wasn't until the, the Nazis had New Schwabenland. But they had outposts everywhere. The sun literally never set on the British Empire until it did. And it became an aircraft carrier for the United States of America because they got themselves into the slaughter pens of World War I and II, the, the great civil war of the West. But what happened? How come they lost their domination? Well, they lost the world's reserve currency. The, uh, the pound sterling was replaced by the dollar. Big historical shifts. The uh, arsenal of democracy was the United States of America, if you want to call it that. It's the manufacturing marvel of the world. We, we made things. We produced things. Detroit was a powerhouse. We were innovative. We had new things coming out all the time. And... The British just faded away. Yeah, there's, they still exist, but they're a shell of their former selves. They don't rule anything. We do. And, of course, the British Empire and their agents through the Council on Foreign Relations and other supranational bodies like the United Nations and the uh, Bank of International Settlements and the Trilateral Commission control a great deal, through secret societies as well, a great deal of the United States. And so the passing of who controls the world's reserve currency is getting largely unnoticed by the mainstream media. And I hope you're not taking financial advice from your TV box. <laughs> really, I really hope you're not watching MSNBC or CNN or Fox News and thinking, well, you know, they really understand this because <laughs> they don't because they're not talking about this is alarming. You know, you have the. The Warhawks, like Lindsey Graham, old Lockheed Lindsey. You have the Warhawks, Sean Hannity, you know, all these others talking about what we're going to do to go to war and send your children to war in Ukraine and spend billions, if not trillions of dollars and commit NATO and whatever, right? And meanwhile, everybody thinks that's the biggest story. No, it's it's on there, but it's way down the totem pole. It's the It's when we put the sanctions on Russia. You know, it didn't hurt the Russian people. It wasn't Putin's price hike. It was the price hike. It was the sanctions on us, the American people. Wasn't the wasn't the Russians that got hurt by our sanctions? It's a blowback. And by the way, the uh, Russian foreign finance minister said that dollars were candy wrappers. They don't even take them anymore. And you know what they deal in? You know what their number one export is? Energy. And we have a petrodollar. That doesn't go well together. Now you have the BRICS nations, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. Saudi Arabia has applied for membership into the BRICS. Even Japan's looking at it. Mexico is looking at it. This isn't good, folks. The bumbling idiots and on purpose. It's like a combination of the worst thing. You have morons that are void of any intellectual heft 
or background that didn't have to work hard. They were the first, right? Instead, instead of the best, we pick the first now in this country. The first such and such, just fill in the blank of whatever woke agenda or cultural Marxian garbage is out on the uh, the docket for the day, right? Whatever talking points are coming down or coming from hell. <laughs> it's like you get a telegram from hell every morning to tell you what to have on your uh, your list of things to say are 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 brave, stunning and brave. So we pick the first of whatever it is, and these they're not the best. They're not the smartest. They're not the brightest. And you get those people, like the guy who uh, is in charge of nuclear waste who steals women's purses on the uh, carousel at the airport. <laughs> so you get those people, but you also get the planners who understand that the words, and I want you to remember this, manage decline. These are two words you need to remember, manage decline. That's what Hillary Clinton was running on in 2016. Do you remember? People don't remember that. It's like the United States isn't going to be the world's lone superpower. And it didn't have to be that way, but we blew it. You know, after the end of the the Soviet Union, um, we had no real enemies. We could have rebuilt the Republic, rebuilt our defenses, you know, reset our alliances and treaties, but we didn't do that. We doubled, tripled, quadrupled down, spent trillions going after people in caves, the invisible enemy. I was there going after, you know, again, say th- that whole narrative, it was a civilizational struggle and we're going to make the world, you know, we're going to democratize mankind <laughs> with George W. Bush and do Operation Iraqi Liberation, which spells oil. By the way, it's the 20th anniversary of the Iraq War. Um, but what's wh- what do you celebrate on the 20th? What should I get for my... <laughs> I was there. I was there at the beginning. Uh, what, what should I get for myself to celebrate that? I, I wrote an article 10 years ago. Maybe I'll, I'll read that on a special podcast. I, I pulled it out of the files the other day, and I thought... I wrote that on the 10th anniversary. I wonder if I still feel the same, and I pretty much did. Uh, I need to break that up. Maybe I'll put that on the podcast sometime. But back to this broadcast, back to the, the, the stream of consciousness that I'm trying to keep up with and, and warn you about is that the world is changing. We have re- the resetting of things. You, you know, look at the commercial that they ran for the World Economic Forum, and yours truly was running this commercial on his radio show long before COVID-1984, long before the, the lockdowns. I was running the commercial of the World Economic Forum that says you will own nothing and you'll be happy. I was doing that. And you know what the first line in that commercial says? It says, imagine the world where the United States is no longer the lone superpower. Hmm, that's kind of weird. And that's in 2019 when I was doing that. I thought, that's very strange. And that commercial came out, I think, in 2016. So they were imagining, kind of like John Lennon, going to imagine a world where the United States is a second rate power. Now, how do you get there? How do you, how do you take out this juggernaut, this behemoth, this economic powerhouse called the United States of America? How do you demoralize it? Well, you got to do it from the inside. <laughs> you got to do it iteratively. As Fauci says, you got to do it from the inside. Yeah. It's an inside job. You can't do it externally and people would get too angry. What did Lincoln say about all of this? And we'll get to some headlines here in a second, but what did Lincoln say? He was like, you know, 
there there couldn't be an army on earth and i'm paraphrasing just let me do this because i can't i'm not going to read from a transcript i'm not i'm not i'm not at an msnbc but he said the all the armies on the earth with a napoleon on the head couldn't take a drink from the potomac without our say so if destruction be our lot then we are its author and finisher we the people decide how long this country lasts and we the people have been duped we have been misled and we have been betrayed by the people at the top upper echelons and even the people that you can't see. And the world's about to change. And it starts with the currency. There's not a lot of good choices that they have either. You have the BRICS nation slowly assembling a massive shift in commodities. They don't want to deal with us anymore. We took the Russians off the SWIFT system. You know, It allows them to convert their funds into dollars and vice versa. And they said, okay, and they, they're building their own system along with the Chinese. And now the Chinese are out brokering deals. Do you see the shift here? Didn't Wasn't that fast? And you can feel the power drain. You can see it. You can see it waning just on the outskirts of empire. I can. It's sad. Sad to watch. But they may try to pull off something kinetic to stop it. But it's coming. And in the first phases of these are the bank failures. The, the first phases of these are the, the, the one, two, three, four, five, you know, series of meltdowns. And then people panic. People go and take, which I found to be almost like a toilet paper rating situation like it was in 2020. Like, I'm taking my money out of. My money. I keep saying money. The dollar's not money. I keep taking my cash out of the bank. <laughs> I'm going to put it into a bigger bank because it's too big to fail. I'm not sure that's good logic. I talked about that last week with <laughs> with uh, Lehman Brothers, you know, and uh, and and Washington Mutual, WAMU, and all the other. I mean, there's there's a whole bunch of that were so big that they still failed. It's just there's some that weren't right. So the world's about to change. And uh, yesterday, I I had a couple articles I wanted. And then everything, I woke up this morning getting inundated with uh, texts and phone calls. And I appreciate that. We're really busy. We're trying to make sure that uh, Wolfpack memberships go out. But I'm not op- optimistic on what I'm seeing on these headlines. I and mean, we're talking about the, the Trump arrest. And that's a sideshow or whatever it is, the prosecution by the Soros prosecutor and whatever. I mean, it's like your house is burning down and you're talking to me about what I'm going to paint the garage door. I mean, I I just don't care. I mean, you've got massive shifts in our reality coming down the pipe. Let's, let's look at some of this. Let's pull up zero hedge right off the bat here. Yellen convenes emergency financial stability meeting on Friday as banking crisis explodes. Capital markets stop panicking when officials start panicking. (laughs) That's funny. Here comes the panic. Bloomberg just reported that Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen and part-time Grandpa Munster impersonator who was single-handedly responsible for stoking and restarting the bank crisis on Wednesday, which until that day was easing back, 
with her comments that nobody in charge was ever talking about a uniform deposit insurance, let alone working on one. She will convene with the heads of the top financial regulators Friday morning for a previously unscheduled meeting of the Financial Stability Oversight Council. The meeting will be closed to the public, the Treasury Department said in a statement. The Treasury didn't say what the meeting would begin or what time the meeting would begin and wasn't immediately clear whether the council would issue a statement following the meeting. Well, this is what I'm talking about. You have the Fed, Jerome Powell, and by the way, I know it's confusing because you had Janet Yellen used to be in charge of the Fed. And because the Fed and the Treasury, and really the Treasury works for the Fed, which is not federal, it's a private banking consortium, it's a cartel, that you don't know who runs that, and they run your Treasury. Did you know that? John F. Kennedy tried to print some notes direct from the Treasury, and they blew his head off. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, that's the deep state. They'd work hand in glove with the financial class, the ruling class. And so the the Fed used to be headed up by Janet Yellen. Now it's Jerome Powell. And now Janet Yellen runs the Treasury Department. Right, right. So I'm sure there's a lot of uh, arm's length. Uh, <laughs> I'm, think, I'm sure that they're keeping their their books separate and their uh, their maneuvers and everything all within the letter of the law. I'm just very sure of that. So you have Janet Yellen who comes out and just blunders into why well, I don't know what banks will. And yeah, I sure. Well, maybe some of them. So they ask her uh, if, if the tax increases by the treasury where they're looking to raise $4.7 trillion on the American people. And she said, yeah, <laughs> just throwing that number out a trillion, $4.7 trillion. And so she threw that out. She threw all kinds of numbers out, but she, but her reassurance was was a non-reassurance. She's not really reassuring anyone. So they're going to pick winners and losers, as I said a long time ago. But the other signal was Jerome Powell raised rates. He's raising rates. And what have I been telling you? The economy is secondary to the strength of the dollar. And when you raise rates... The dollar remains strong. The purchasing power remains strong. The Mises Institute put out an article about three months ago that said for the first time in 33 years, the money supply actually shrank. So they're contracting the money supply. They're keeping the dollar strong, right? And the economy secondary. And it wants, it needs that quick hit. It needs that fiat currency injection. It needs those trillions to keep the liquidity markets up, but it's not going to get it. Not anytime soon. They may try to last minute ditch the strong dollar to try to prop up the American economy, but there is no good answer here. So yeah, you you may not be in danger of your bank shutting down. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is the world changing because the dollar is no longer used and the Ponzi scheme starts to erode and we get back to zero. Right, which is, I think, the whole plan of this is to wreck it so badly, the creative destruction that you'll beg for a central bank digital currency because that's where your funds will be and that's where your benefits will be. And they'll blame it on an external source, but it won't be. The calls are coming from inside the house, folks. It's not, it's not an external source. It isn't China that's bringing down our dollar. It's the people that run the top upper echelons of government and banking.
and they're picking their winners and losers. They've been doing it a while. So I'm asking you over and over again, are you paying attention? Because if you are thinking that this is just going to get better and that the dollar is going to continue to have supremacy around the world, you're fooling yourself. There's a, the history is happening now. And I'm not always right about everything. I'm sure I'm wrong about a ton of stuff I just said. But I believe it. You know, I'm not a puppet who comes on here and reads a script. Uh, I do think that there's massive change coming. And I think we all need to understand that these next moves that are made by the ruling elite right, are going to be prote to protect themselves and not you and not your, not your nest egg and not your savings and not your work. And there's going to be when, when it comes time, and this is just a small part of it because you guys know me, I'm talking about, I, I I'm in the precious metals business, but I don't love it. I'm not in love with it. Right? That's not what I'm in love with. I'm not, I don't, I don't worship it. I'm just betting against the system. I'm betting against the fake. I'll always put all of my chips on real. I'll put my chips on the truth before I'll put my chips on something that enriches me short term. That's fake. I don't, I won't do it. And so I'm betting against the, the current system. I would, I would advise you to do your research and do the same thing. Don't listen to me. Don't just take my word for it. There's tons of great information on out, there, out there that you can find out what's happening, but it's not going to come from the mainstream. They're not doing their job. Well, I guess, you know what? They are doing their job. <laughs> they're, they're doing it a magnificent job. Because the last people to know about the last, you know, the last folks that are going to know are going to be a great majority of Americans. And they're going to start calling shops like mine to get their hands on some precious metals. But, and I'm not saying this for effect, I don't think it'll be there. I'm getting inundated right now. I'm trying to find supply for, I had a couple of large buyers today that were turning, you know, they sold their business and other things. They're turning it all into metals. And I'm trying to source that. And the slightest uptick in people coming in, the slightest uptick drives that. Drives it drives the the delays up. It drives the premiums up, and we're going to get into gold and silver prices here in a minute. I mean, it's it's absolutely insane what we're watching. This is huge. This is history, folks. All right, I'm going to go to the Rockfin chat. Just say hi to everybody over there. I appreciate if you're on the uh, America Unplugged channel on Rockfin. I really appreciate you. Yeah, today uh, I was telling my crew here. At the shop, I said, I'm going to have to miss my WWCR live because it was at 2 p.m. I just I had to send wires out before cutoff, and uh, it's been crazy. So I, uh, I just said, turned everything on. I pulled up a couple of stories. I said, I've got lots to talk about. So we just went live, and uh, I appreciate everybody being there. Uh, it will play again on WWCR. It does two rotations. So the, the folks over at, at Worldwide Christian Radio will get one more broadcast uh, today at around 7 p.m. Central Time. So I appreciate you guys tuning in later. If you're hearing my voice later, I, this was this was done about 2.20 uh, p.m. Central Time here in Branson, Missouri. Uh, I was looking at the Rockfin chat, too, and 
Yeah, if you are hearing my voice, you ever want to see the video version, or if you want to uh, check out some other great shows, you can go to Rockfin, that's R-O-K-F-I-N.com, and check out the America Unplugged channel. Um, I've got Donald Jeffries, uh, my good friend, uh, author of Hidden History, is on there with his show, I Protest, and the legendary Billy Ray Valentine, host of the Infinite Fringe podcast. He's over there. We all do a show called America Unplugged on Saturdays, uh, 12 p.m. Eastern. Looks like we got Tom Cooper in the chat. I see Rhonda Tate, and she says, hey, Tony. It was always good to see you, Rhonda. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> no voter ID. I'm going to read your comment. When it comes to the value of corporate stock, does the price value go up because the company is worth more or the fact that it just takes more paper dollars? That's a great question. Uh, we, I talk about this all the time. You have companies that literally don't have any value. I mean, not really. They don't make a profit. And they are heralded as some kind of genius operation. But this isn't your father's stock market. This isn't your grandfather's stock market for sure. Uh, so a lot of times these companies just need their fiat currency injection like a junkie. And of course, if they share in the environmental, social governance, ESG, Marxian, utopian vision, you know, your 15-minute city vision, then they will get rewarded with fake money. It's not, it's not real. I wouldn't put a lot of stock in the stock market. It's a casino. Uh, Tom Cooper says, good day, Rhonda. Yeah, everybody loves Rhonda when she comes on. I appreciate you. Uh, let's see. Uh, Patrick S. Uh, brief hello, fam. Oh, I see Patrick S. He always comes in the chat. I appreciate you. Um, let's see. Let's make sure I get everybody before I go back to some stories. And yesterday, we'll have to do a... I just dropped a new paratruther on the channel. And uh, it was with Matt Landman who did the documentary Frankenskies on chemtrails. And it's just, it's the second time I've had him on the show. What a great guy. What a super smart guy and passionate and loves what he does. And I'm so very pleased uh, that we had a paratruther. It's on this channel. And we talked for about an hour, 15, 20 minutes. Great people uh, or a great, you know, he, he has, I, I have great people on the show and he's one of the, one of the best that I've had. Uh, Tom Cooper says, good job, Tony. Thank you for all the great information. Well, I'm trying, Tom. And uh, anyway, appreciate you guys. I'll I'm gonna go to some more stories. Uh, we'll see what what else is on what else is on the headlines. <laughs> Let's see what we can find. Uh, yes, and there's a there's a there's an overlying theme here, which is you're watching. You know, you're talking about sleepwalking into World War Three or sleepwalk. The elite know exactly what they're doing financially, though. And I think they know what they're doing on some level. All of this is some sort of uh, some sort of on purpose uh, reshuffling of the deck. And Peter Schiff here on Zero Hedge, uh, he says that more bailouts are coming down the pike. The dust considers the dust continues to settle after the failure of Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank and the ensuing government bailout. Many people in the mainstream seem to think the crisis has passed. But a closer look at the condition of the banking system reveals these two banks were just the tip of the iceberg. Peter Schiff appeared on Newsmax Wake Up America to talk about the financial crisis. He said there are more bailouts to come. Peter emphasized that the problem wasn't just two isolated banks going under. 
saying most banks, U.S. banks are technically insolvent anyway. Well, that's true. A lot of them have bad, I mean, you're, <laughs> when you're tied to this system, do you realize that the, the amount of fake built into it is systemic and it's metastasizing? This is the result of a dozen years of 0% interest rates and quantitative easing. The Federal Reserve created the first financial crisis with artificially low interest rates, and the current financial crisis is actually even worse because it kept interest rates even lower for longer. Now, why is that bad? Well, first of all, he could every economic uh, catastrophe that we've had in the modern era is actually caused by the Federal Reserve. See, in 1907, they engineered a panic. It was called the Panic of 1907. So they could get public interest uh, around a central bank because we didn't have a central bank. Andrew Jackson killed the bank. I talked about this 1836. Killed the second bank of the United States. So those international banking cartels wanted them out of the out of the system. So we didn't have one. We had a bimetallic. Uh, gold and silver standard, C Congress was fo following the Constitution that only Congress can coin money and regulate the value thereof. It had to be gold and silver. We didn't have one. So the banksters got together and they created the Panic of, of 1907. A lot of it engineered by J.P. Morgan. And that's where three years later on Jekyll Island on November 22nd, you get the famous meeting of the Federal Reserve. You know, that's where they came up with the name. It's why the G. Edward Griffin uh, called it the creature from Jekyll Island. Well, fast forward again, you have 1913 on Christmas Eve, passed the Federal Reserve Act through Woodrow Wilson, the banker's choice. That's why they ran Teddy Roosevelt against Howard Taft. So they'd siphon off votes. They're very, very good at what they do. They put in Woodrow Wilson because they knew he would follow along. They put a man inside his administration that was a actually a banking agent. Um, his name was Colonel Mandel House, but he wasn't a colonel. And uh, pretty much all the things that the banking establishment wanted, the income tax was a huge thing because they need you to pay the interest on the stuff. Um, and because the income tax wasn't given to you by the, the progressives, it was given to you by the world's richest people. The world's richest people love the income tax because it keeps you from competing with them because they're the new landed gentry overlords, right? They can't be, they built foundations to protect themselves from the income tax. So they love it. That's why we have it. Because if the richest people ruled this country, why do we have an income tax? The, you're starting to get the wheels are turning. You get the, uh, the point here. The point is to keep you down so you can't compete with them. So they did that. They had the, uh, the curse of 1913. They got the war out of it, got the war to, to make the world safe for democracy. Sound familiar? And uh, 150,000 Americans dead and hundreds of thousands wounded and all the rest and there's nothing. We didn't make the world safe for democracy. We made it safe for Hitler and Stalin. Those were bankers' wars. And then you go again another 20 years, and you get the Wall Street crash of 1929. Even Ber Ben Bernanke, head of the Federal Reserve in the Bush era, he said that they did that. He's sorry they wouldn't do it again. I'm, this is his words. He actually admitted the Fed caused the Great Depression. You know, they were making things uh, in in. I could say making things. They made the conditions possible for people to borrow uh, funds from banks to buy stock on margin. And then there was a margin call. The bubble got too big and it burst. And that created the panic and that created the depression. So they've always been responsible for that. 
it's not we have these massive bubbles and these massive you know upheavals in financial systems because it's engineered it's supposed to be that way it benefits the top one percent of one percent and the same thing that you're watching here this is the biggest bubble of all time though this is the greatest transfer of wealth in the history of mankind and we're watching it i mean i i wish i could do it live but i can't and now just because i just thought of it you guys should see the chart of global debt from 2000 years ago to now and it kind of goes and see so you take this off the screen <laughs> i follow my hand along the screen here the this is like 2000 years ago right and it just goes along and it's doing this and it's just barely getting up and, and then all of a sudden in the last 50 years it goes whoop right up the, off the charge it's fake they made they created all the governments of the world have fake fiat currency they have fake currency and it's all linked up together in an international system of fake. So they created all that. And the dollar is the dominating factor worldwide in fake currency, folks. So what you're getting, and when you have a reset of the system, and whether you're talking about Klaus Schwab's reset, or whether you're talking about Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin and the BRICS nations reset, the result is the same. The dollar is no longer the driving force in geopolitics. The petrodollar becomes a sidestepped old way of doing business. It's the pound sterling. Who's, when's the last time you took a pound sterling for anything? If you go into a, a foreign country, it's not usually pound sterlings anymore. When I was in Iraq 20 years ago, and I wanted a, a, a cold soda. I was telling this story the other day and somebody asked me years ago, what's the greatest entrepreneur you ever met? I'm like, it's a little kid that came up to me after the invasion and the, the tail end of that when May, when uh, we got to Northern Iraq that uh, was selling me a Pepsi because I hadn't had anything cold to drink in weeks. <laughs> there was no way you couldn't have any, there was no ice. There was no way to keep your water cool. It was like drinking out of a bathtub for weeks, you know, and that kid sold me a Pepsi. You know what he took for it? He didn't take the, the Iraqi dinar with Saddam Hussein's face on it that they were just hauling out in boxes from the banks. I got to see what how currency dies in real time. I got to see that as a young man. And I, I gave him dollars. That will soon come to an end. And what then? You know, this is what I'm talking about. Because these little... These little stories that are coming up, and then I'm just giving you an inside view, like if I could turn the camera and go outside, because I actually didn't shut the shop down. And my my two magnificent ladies that run my shop, uh, that pack the packages for Wolfpack, are running things right now, and there is about seven people in my lobby. I can see them on the camera, and they're buying gold and silver. Now, that's not a usual Friday. It's onesie twosie time, you know, most of the time. But we've been getting people walking in. Tell me how to do this. You know, I'm pulling my money out of the bank. And I'm not telling you to do that. Okay? I'm not telling I'm, what I'm telling you to do is pay attention because there's some weird things going on. The Fed and the powers that be are playing two separate games, right? The the public image and the private image. The private image is that they're keeping the the dollar strong by raising interest rates. The public image is they say they're going to bail you out. They can't do both things. Do you get it? There's only one way. 
Now they can choose to lower interest rates and pump some liquidity in the markets and just say, inflation's here to stay the way it's supposed to. And we're going to run this thing and everything's going to go up, but you know, your bank will still be open or something like that, or you'll still be able to borrow for the new thing, but everything's going to explode in price. It creates a depression. It creates a runaway hyperinflation that could be possible. Depends on what happens to the BRICS nations. And let's put this article back up. One of the hosts uh, with that Peter Schiff was on the show looks like uh, that CNBC or whatever it is, but oh no, it's Newsmax. It says one of the hosts uh, noted that the Silicon Bank Valley, uh, Valley Bank filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy and asked, What happens next? Peter Schiff says, I think what happens next, unfortunately, is more bailouts. We've already bailed out several banks and their large depositors. The president of the United States is pretending that this doesn't cost anybody any money. <laughs> it's going to cost everybody because inflation is the way we're paying for this. Peter pointed out the Fed balance sheet is already blowing up. Everybody's bank account is now at greater risk than ever. Maybe not because your bank is going to fail, but because the government is not allowing uh, that to happen but because everybody's bank account is going to lose value. See, that's what I'm saying. That's my message. It's not so much that I'm, you know, I'm not one of these shills for whatever, you know, I'm not trying to, to sell you FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Uh, this is my job, is I'm telling you to pay attention, which is two different things. Like, you know, don't run panic, because that... I was never part of that wave of things in alternative media, and I never will be. But what I'm saying is Peter Schiff is right here. He's like, it's not that your bank account is necessarily going to get closed or they're going to insource everything and, and bail in and take your funds or their bank's going to have the doors locked. It's possible, possible, right? But that's more remote. The real damage is that you take the dollars out and they've lost their purchasing power. That's the point of this, right? This whole talk, everything I'm doing here, I'm telling you the purchasing power is the issue. It says, uh, remember, these large banks are able to take their treasuries and mortgage-backed securities, which have depreciated, and they depreciated dramatically because they were foolish enough to invest when interest rates were at all-time record low. So they're able to take paper, that's maybe worth 70 cents and give it to the Federal Reserve in exchange for a dollar. And then they're taking some of that windfall and depositing into other banks. So the whole thing is a bailout in disguise. And again, the bag holder is the American people. They get the bill in the form of higher prices. Again, it's spot on. But we live in an inflation. Everything is inflation. When you're talking about fiat currency, they never teach you this in school. It's just like Henry Ford said, if people understood the banking system, there'd be a revolution in the morning. Of course, the people would be angry if they really knew this, but it's not, it's foreboding. You're a conspiracy theorist. What do you think? You think there's a conspiracy? <laughs> Is there a conspire? They're conspiring? The, the, richest, the richest people in the world conspire to, 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 to enrich themselves and to create, create uh, obstacles to their power being taken in any possible form? No way. And they said, so is the banking system safe? Peter responded with an empathetic, 
or emphatic, excuse me, no, adding that it's completely unsafe. But again, even if the government steps up and bails out all these insolvent banks and stops the runs, the only way they can do so is by pr printing trillions and trillions of dollars and it gets spent into circulation. So either you're going to lose your money because the bank fails or you're going to keep your money because your bank is, is bailed out, but your money isn't going to have much value. This is the important part. And even calling it money is a, a, a misidentification, right? It's not the proper nomenclature. It's not money. It's just an idea. It's just a unit uh, from an unlimited source printing press <laughs> run by the same people that Jesus kicked out of the temple. Same kind of money, the money changers, the same thing when he took out his whip and he ran him out of the temple. This is the whole point. You know, the love of money, the lust for money. It's the root of all evil. That's what everything that we have to deal with today, our, our modern world, the problems that we face, all coming from that, all coming from fiat currency. All right, let's uh, let's get ready to do some gold and silver prices. I'll give you guys a rundown of everything that's happening here in the shop and some deals that we're looking to uh, to get out next week for possible possible incentives for Wolfpack. Um, I will say too, we're having a, uh, a celebration tonight at the, the crew here has worked so very hard and I'm so very proud of them. They've, uh, they've been sticking with me and, and my crazy schedule and, and, um, the chaos of, of Tony. And, uh, we, I promised them that, that we would have a, a celebration of sorts, uh, a dinner, you know, on, on my company, on wise wolf, if, if they reach 500, uh, on the memberships. And we broke that last week on Friday night. And so, uh, we're going out this, as soon as, uh, Don Jeffries is off the air and we close down the shop, we're going to go, uh, the crew and the families of the crew, uh, we're going to go out to uh, celebrate that. So, um, we'll take some pictures for sure and put them out on Instagram. And, uh, I'm just really proud of everybody here, proud of Kinsey and, uh, proud of my two magnificent ladies here and everybody that supports supports us and we don't want to we don't want to not celebrate that these are times you should celebrate your wins uh let's look at some let's if i can get any foreign policy stuff in here i was looking at <laughs> some of the some of the headlines i can't tell if uh it's the babylon b or, or not <laughs> that's true let's see yeah this is a um, kind of this is in my wheelhouse you guys know I, i'll talk about foreign policy um, yeah, uh, Medvedev, uh, of the Russian government used to be president and then prime minister. I think he's, I don't know if he's still prime minister, but he held the position for Vladimir Putin while they were changing the constitution, uh, for Russia. He said that Moscow could bomb the international criminal court, uh, Russian security council, deputy chairman, Dmitry Medvedev has warned Germany that any attempt to arrest Vladimir Putin will represent a declaration of war on Russia and said Moscow could respond by bombing the International Criminal Court. Medvedev made the threat after the International Criminal Court at The Hague issued an arrest warrant for Putin, accusing him of perpetuating war crimes by being involved in the forcible transfer of children from Ukraine to Russia. 
Uh, German Chancellor Olaf Scholz said he supported the ruling and during a visit to Japan said no one is above the law. Well, except the people that are above the law, I guess. Uh, Russia, which doesn't recognize the authority of the ICC and is not a member of it, hasn't reacted kindly. <laughs> this is the quote from Medvedev. Some idiots, halfwits, like the German justice minister, say, well, if he comes, we'll arrest him. Does he understand what that means? Let's imagine the incumbent head of a nuclear state arrives at, on the territory of, say, Germany and is arrested. What is this? A declaration of war on the Russian Federation? Medvedev said in an interview uh, on Russian media outlets. Uh, Medvedev said Moscow would respond by targeting the Bundestag, the chancellor's office, and so on. That kind of reminds me of, uh, go back to Barry Goldwater. And the reason that Lyndon Johnson had that famous commercial of the little girl plucking the daisies, by the way, that only ran one time. It was so effective. I mean, Johnson was masterful at that stuff. I mean, he just plant that seed in your mind that Barry Goldwater was a was off his rocker. But Barry Goldwater had that joke where he just kind of got overheard about uh, he could stop the we could stop the Cold War by lobbing one into the men's room at the Kremlin. <laughs> that kind of reminds me of that. There's not there's nothing new under the sun here, folks. This is if you live through the '60s, if you live through. Khrushchev taking off his shoe at the uh, the podium of the UN and banging it on there and saying he was going to bury us. Nothing new. Um, just the actors change. Just the faces change. But um, all the we had a little we had a little lull of peace for a while when we were the hegemonic dominating power, and then we had to blow it. You know, we had to take every win and everything that everybody sacrificed for and let the neocons destroy it through. Uh, the presidency of well Clinton and through Bush for sure. And then I guess uh, if you look at Barack Obama, it was like, oh, hold my beer. So we'll, we'll, take, we'll, we'll take and make sure that we totally wreck what's left of the American empire. Uh, the former president, Medievs, even suggested in a telegram message sent to his followers that Russia could bomb the ICC headquarters. It's quite possible to imagine the targeted use of hypersonic launch from the North Sea from a Russian ship at the Hague courthouse. Well, that's one way to do it. <laughs> that's pretty funny. You know, it's in these courts are a joke, you know, like the Geneva convention. And I mean, what about, what about the Nuremberg codes? I mean, they violated the Nuremberg codes left and right here in this country. Just, I mean, Look at what we've done the last couple of years violating the Nuremberg Code. You ever read those? You know, forced inoculation, forced medical treatment, forced. Yeah, it's forced when you're removing somebody from the economy and you're seizing their bank accounts in Canada because you want to just be left alone. Yeah, that's called forced. That's called a violation of the Nuremberg Code or you're not allowed to eat or you're not allowed to go into a restaurant or if you're a child, you can't play on a, on a, on a playground. You know, and you put chains over the basketball hoops so no one or filling in skating uh, parks with sand on a beach because you're a psychopath or you're a follower of a psychopath. Yeah, that's a violation of the Nuremberg Code. You're taking somebody's ability to function away because of a, a made up, uh, fully, fully made up, conjured up illness. 
All right, let's do gold and silver prices, then I'll get you guys out of here. I hope I hope the it's a different kind of broadcast today, but every once in a while, I don't want to miss a show. And uh, because you guys are my support group, what am I going to do without you? If I'm not here on the, uh, how do I know that I my my cognitive test? I'll start worrying about my my mental my mental capacity if I can't do an hour of radio. We can't have that. All right, let's do. And did I tell you guys too? I haven't plugged enough. Let's do that. So, you know, we've got an, another sponsor. And I mentioned that a few weeks ago, but I've been with them for 20 plus years. It's called Legal Shield, and it's 24 7, 365 protection. If you ever need to speak to an attorney, it's in all 50 states. You get unlimited access. You can pick up the phone anytime and talk to an attorney. It's gonna, they're going to take care of your will. They're going to take care of a traffic ticket. If you get pulled over, you can send the ticket in. Uh, they're going to, if you get audited by the IRS, they have audit protection. They, pr- it's a shield. It's like the, the all around your family it covers you and your spouse and your dependent children up to age 25. I think that still live at home. It's a, it's a bargain dollar a day cost. And I've been doing this since uh, my grandfather recruited me into the business back in 2002, before I went to Iraq. And I've been part, I've never dropped my membership. I've always used it. And I thought, why am I not talking about this? So I set up peoplesprotectionplan.com uh, peoplesprotectionplan.com and you can go directly to that website and it'll get it'll show you more information but peoplesprotectionplan.com I did that so that you know if you want to get a membership you want to look at what it does uh, but I would highly suggest and in this age not having a access to an attorney just having documents reviewed again it's unlimited you can talk to an attorney you can Get them to, and they have different attorneys, different specialties. These are, these are top law firms because they use the collective buying power of everybody in that state. Every state has its own law firm. Uh, there's a reason why I've had it and never canceled it. And uh, go to peoplesprotectionplan.com. Uh, that's you can buy. If you want to support the show? It's one of the ways you can. It's a great membership to have. Also have ID theft and all that. Uh, Charlie Robinson is actually on my team. And uh, he set up his own website. He's doing really well with it. He's got a lot of people that have, have signed up on macroaggression. So, uh, yeah, go to peoplesprotectionplan.com. All right. Uh, last bit of, and I was trying to pull up goldprice.org and it won't let me. It says that I'm not allowed. Let's see. Will it, see if it'll run or not. It just keeps, the tabs keep spinning. I guess so many people are trying to look at the price of gold. <laughs> I think Wolfpack has it. Let's see if we can wolfpack.gold. Wolfpack has some price tabs. Yeah, you can go to Wolfpack. Let me see. Okay. And I can maybe confirm it, but it looks like the price of gold, $1,976.1976. Uh, $1,976. Luciferian Bankster notes per troy ounce for the yellow metal. And silver at $23.15 for the white metal. Uh, both still very cheap if you know anything about what's coming. If you know anything about the dynamics of it. And again, not selling fear, just telling you what's on my heart. And I think that there's going to be big change coming. I've got to do better uh, to prepare for those changes and I'll do my best. Uh, Look for new wise wolf golden crypto shows coming out very soon. America unplugged tomorrow, uh, 11 a.m. Central time on rockfin.com. Okay. Go to the America unplugged channel and subscribe for myself means to brave the whole crew with the wise wolf shop. 
You guys take care of each other. End of transmission.